Uh, holy cow, can I pray? I, we just need to pray, focus all that good stuff. So dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you um, for the book of Revelation that we're, we're summing it up. We're ending it today and it's, it's been a good journey, God. Uh, pray that we can just uh, keep focused on this. We can just do the things that we got to do, God. Like, like we've uh, learned so many times before that this isn't a, a, a strictly academic mind thing. It absolutely is, but absolutely more so. First, foremost, it's action. It's plans. It's doing things. It's not just sitting around and talking about it. It's actually doing it. Um, pray for this time. Pray that it is a is a pleasing time to you, Father. Pray for all these things in your name. Amen. All right. So series four. Wanted to thank you guys. If you stuck around, if you enjoyed it, great, wonderful. If you haven't, I understand. I'm excited for Scott to come back too. Don't worry. So uh, and and I know this is a different. Uh, preacher, different sermon style. There's not three points. There's one point. There's a bunch of stuff, different, different book, all the things. So if it's not for you, uh, I take no offense, right? Absolutely no offense. But if you stuck around through all of that, um, thank you. Thank you, right? Um, I don't, I, 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 I don't overlook the fact that, that churches don't give out opportunities like this, right? I was attending a church for like 20 years and I never got to preach. So, and that's a very normal thing, right? So, uh, for, for Scott to be so willing and eager uh, to let me do this is just absolutely huge, and I, and I don't take it lightly. So uh, we're going to continue. We're ending it up. Last two churches, and this is a no-nonsense Sunday. We're going to boom, bang, bop. We're done. Get out the door. We're leaving. Uh, it, it's If you pay attention to one sermon, two churches, this is it. They're going to sum up everything we want to know, everything we've learned, everything we've done today. So there's a lot to it. Let's, let's get right into it. So we're going to continue on uh, chapter three and then verse seven uh, to the church of Philadelphia. It says to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? The words of the Holy One. Remember that he's introducing Jesus in different ways. The person of Jesus, right? The, the words of the Holy One, the true one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut who shuts and no one will open, the ultimate judge, the, the ruler. Can't say otherwise, doesn't matter what your plans say, doesn't matter if you want to do this, that, the other thing. If he opens a door, it's open. If he closes the door, it's closed, right? Doesn't matter if we fight it, doesn't matter if we put our foot in it, doesn't matter, whatever we try to do, he's going to say the last words, right? So verse 8, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Ladies and gentlemen, this should be the verse. I know we got the whole like rock, build your name on the church, right? This is like rock Bible's like thing. Little power, little people, little numbers, little money, little, right? It doesn't matter. We're going to do this. We're going to follow God, right? That's a great thing to reminder for all of us. We can't say that we can't do this because I don't have, right? I can't go to Mexico because I don't have this. I can't do this. I can't talk to my friends. I can't talk to my boss. I can't talk to my workers because I have very little. Why? Folks, I've known so many selfish, poor people. <laughs> I've known so many people who have so little and, and, and they hold on to it, right? Guess what? Those people get rich 
and now they're generous? No, right? You start off with little, God gives you a little, he entrusts you with little, right? If, if you're responsible with it, if we're all responsible with it and act accordingly and listen to him with that whatever we have, oh, hey, now we have more. Chances are we're going to give more, we're going to do more, Right? Uh, that's why we encourage our kids, our students, everything, when they get an allowance of a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, we're in the Bay Area, when they get an allowance of fifty dollars a week, right? Uh, they, they put in whatever that is, they give it to the church, they invest, they do all those little things because guess what? 15 years down the line, 10 years down the line, whatever it is, five years down the line, when they get a job, oh, now I know what to do. I've been doing it all my life, right? I understand what to do. I, I did it when, I, when, when it was 10 cents. I put 10 cents in the piggy, right? And now that it's a lot more than 10 cents, I know what to do, right? Verse 9, Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not. Remember, we learned about them a couple uh, weeks ago, over the last couple weeks, actually. But lie, and behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, they, and they will learn that I have loved you, be, because you have kept my word about patient endurance. I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world. To try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Jesus is coming. Uh, what was it? December 20th, 2013. Uh, uh, January 1st, 2000. How many times? What date did he put? Do we have a different version? What? I am coming soon. What kind of mentality should we have? Soon. When is he coming back? Soon, right? right. If he wanted us to know, he would have told us. Plain and simple, right? Hold fast what you have. Oh, endure. Huh, I wonder if we've learned that one before. So that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Pillar. Symbols. Remember, think of symbols now. What is a pillar? Can you move a pillar? You got a building. There's a pillar in the middle of it. You move in that pillar. What happens if you take out that pillar, right? So you're a pillar uh, in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God. And the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven. And mine, my own new name. See, a lot of people have questions about this. New Jerusalem, oh man. If you have questions, great. Ask them. Don't. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Remember, what's the point? doing things, right? I could talk about all the things, the symbols and the background. Oh, Jerusalem, important. Is it physical? Is it symbolic? Doesn't matter. You know what's the best thing about this verse? You, you get to become like Toy Story. Remember Toy Story? You get Andy, he gets a little boot and he puts Andy on his boot and it's backwards. Oh, it's so cute. Jesus is doing that with you, right? He's picking you up and he's saying, Jesus, this is mine. No one could take it. Doesn't matter if the old guy paints over it, right? Ooh, that's another flash, but different, right? 
He's got your name, his name on your life. That's a good feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm not free. I'm oh, what? That's not. Oh, that's the best. Why? It's who God is. The second we forget who God is, what he's like, his person, that's when we worry. Oh man, my life is not my own. I'm I'm possessed by something. That doesn't seem right. Why? I don't like that. I like being in control. I like controlling my destiny, my fate. Oh, I learned about that last week, two weeks ago. Last week. Oh man, what would, oh wait. I'm not in control of my destiny. I'm not in control of my faith. Oh, I want to open a door. Can't. I want to close a door. Can't. Never, ever forget who God is. Verse 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Church number one, done. Boom. Six, I guess, but the church number one today. Church number two, uh, not so happy, fun time. Spoiler alert, right? Uh, verse 14, and to the angel of the church of Laodicea, right? The words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. Oh, that's good. I know. Remember, he said that before. This is going to be happy, fun times, right? I know your works. You are neither hot or cold nor hot, would that you would, would you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I've had whole sermons. I've listened to whole sermons that, okay, I got to, pulling back the screen here, you get jaded when you come a pastor, right? You work in a restaurant, you go to restaurants differently, you go to churches and you go to churches differently, right? Uh, you work at churches and you hear these sermons and you're like, well, a whole sermons dedicated to like, oh, you want to be hot or you want to be cold. You want to be hot because being on fire for Christ, right? And then temperature and then you want to be a hot coffee, a hot tea because that's soothing, right? Okay, cool. What does that mean? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you got to be cold. You want to be refreshing. You want to be in cold water. Like you're in the desert and it's cold water. It's refreshing. It's not the point. The point, if the point was to be hot, if the point was figuring out if, if you should be hot or cold, we'd all be in trouble because it doesn't say. The point is that you're neither one. It doesn't matter if you are one or the other, you're neither, right? And because of that, we're spit out not choosing, not deciding. And when you don't decide, you've decided. When we don't pick, a, pick an option, if you, if you leave the bubbles unchecked, if you don't do anything, if you, if you lay down, and that's just like a, you know, a silly physical representation, but if you, if you let your kids grow up, you've taught your kids. If you don't step in and, and say certain things and do certain things, you've said certain things and you've done certain things. If you don't teach them Jesus, you're teaching them something. There's no, there's no uh, opt-out option. We got to remember that, especially being churches, right? When certain uh, things happen in the world, whatever it may be, right? News, whatever it may be. Um, I like to talk to Scott and be like, hey, like, should we say something? 
right? Like, do we just pretend like it doesn't exist? Sometimes, a lot of the time, 99% of the time, he's like, well, you know, that's, that's not our job. We're not, we're not here. We're here to talk about Jesus. We're not here to talk about politics, right? Absolutely positively true. Sometimes something happens and churches have to comment on them. Right? Churches have to say something. Why? Because we, uh, like you, like everyone else, uh, it, it, not saying things is saying something very loudly. Don't ever forget that, right? Uh, because it spit you out of my mouth. Verse 17, for you say, I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing. Not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, Poor, blind, and naked. I'm good. I'm set. I don't need Jesus. Oh, wait. You have nothing. Whoo, man. Can we go back to like, I like, look at Jesus. He's so much fun. Oh, wait. Self-evaluation, guys. When's the last time that we have sat down and self-evaluated. Ashley and I try to do this every year. Uh, we didn't do it for this year for reasons and stuff. But uh, every, every New Year's, we, we, uh, I, well, I don't usually, but New Year's resolutions, right? They're hit or miss and whatever. I'm not here to comment on that. But, but it's, it's a good and healthy thing to sit down and say, how am I doing? How's my body how's and then that's silly because you're like okay right now how's my mind how are my emotions how how's my spirituality how's my relationship with jesus see we have a group of people that are saying i'm good i'm set but really they got nothing man sounds like the bay area not gonna lie. You know what's easy? And this is crazy. You go to Mexico and you tell people that they need saving and they believe you. We go and, and kids are just like, Jesus loves me. Let's go. It's awesome. Let's go. And let's go play soccer or football. Right. And then they just go and they just go for a great time and they accept Jesus. And they're like, yes, I have a savior. It's wonderful. Right. We go outside here. You tell someone they need saving. What's the difference? We think we're rich. We have nothing. We have a huge bank account, but nothing is in it. We have all of the stuff we built. If I could do a little flashback, remember, this is, a, this is all the stuff, right? We've built up treasures on this planet, but moths are a-coming, Thieves are at the door. They're waiting for the sun to go down. And because we haven't looked, honestly looked at our lives, we are more confident to the point that we have lied to ourselves so much that we honestly believe that we don't need Jesus. Why is it so important that every single week your first, oh, spoiler alert, your first fill-in is repent? Why is it that every single week we need to be reminded of that? 
we think that everything's okay, that we did nothing wrong, that that it's Betty Sue's pro, that it's Joe. Uh, I can't remember the guy that we talked about, Bartholomew. I don't know the guy last week. And and we've evaluated everyone else. We're good at that. We're very good at that. But we say, wow, look at me and how rich I am. Wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 18. I counsel you to buy from from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich in white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen. Is this physical? They have gold. They're rich. Why do they need more gold? They have clothes, I'm assuming. Why are they naked? Why do they need to buy garments? They probably have a lot of them. Think about it. Naked is seen and and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see those whom I love. I reproof and discipline. So be zealous and repent. (laughs) Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. I told you we were going to fly, man. We're almost done. <laughs> All right, strengths. Uh, they're on the board. I got them. You write your own. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, some, some little interesting things, right? Uh, so Philadelphia kept God's word and have not denied his name, right? Laodicea, what are some strengths for them? Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, weaknesses. Let's keep going, right? Uh, uh, what are some weaknesses for Philadelphia? Huh, that's crazy. What are some weaknesses for uh, Laodicea? Well, uh, we got a, a couple, little bit, little tiny ones. Lukewarm, wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Uh, there is a wonderful, fat, thick, confusing book that, that if you went to school with me, you had like two days to read because they gave you a whole semester and you didn't do it. Right. It's from I think, I don't want to, I don't want to, I think it's from Beale, GK Beale, but I'm I could be wrong. It's uh, you are, you become what you worship. You become what you worship. And this entire book can be summed up in like two sentences, right? Or really like a couple words. You become what you worship in the most literal and spiritual and emotional way you become what you worship back in the day uh, there's no idols today there are absolute idols today but these physical statue uh, statues of gods that they worship right they have eyes but they're blind they have ears but they're de- they can't do anything, right? And, and he, the concept of this is that you worship stone 
You may have eyes. You're blind. You worship a statue that can't hear. You can't hear. You idolize this thing. You're going to slowly, maybe sometimes not so slowly, become that thing. Now, now flash forward a couple thousand years to us. Works the same way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> money. A lot of people worship money. Sometimes there's eyes on it. There's people's faces. Sometimes there's ease. Blind. They see the truth. They hear it. Doesn't matter. Shared that story last week, and, and a lot of people were asking, like, why would so many people with in the face of truth have been told truth that these people are wrong? Why are so many people listening to them then? Blind, deaf, naked, pitiable. Real stuff, guys. And here's the thing. It happens to us all the time. Trusted friends, trusted family members, trusted people, many people come talk to us about things, stuff that we've done. So much of the time we deny. Why? I can't be wrong. They're wrong. We hear truth. I, no, I don't like that one. Yeah, like I like I like Revelation, but I like the Bible, but Revelation's a little hard and there's symbols and he's just a young guy. He doesn't know. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for Scott. These are all things that we all do all the time. And just simply because it's not a physical, actual idol, the truth still implies that, hey, we become what we worship, right? Uh, Matthew 15, verse 14, it says, Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Ha ha, jokes, right? It's funny, ha ha. But, but you, get, you get the message that, hey, uh, remember last week, two weeks ago, people hear they, what they want to hear. They find teachers that are teaching what they want to hear to tickle their ears. Remember this, right? And, and, and that's what happens. It's a blind person looking for another blind person for help. So much of the time we struggle we struggle with, with aspects of our life, with, with situations, and we look for people for guidance, right? For, for help and all that stuff. And we look for people who can agree with us and all, all that good stuff. But if we're not getting help from the outside, it's just blind people leading blind people. And, and, and as, as much as we want to insert Humans into that situation, as much as we want to insert little s saviors, little s like uh, helpers and little s uh, saviors who can come in and, and save the day and teach me and, and, and all those stuff and, and I, uh, divorce counseling and marriage counseling and whatever it is and all that stuff, as much as that works sometimes, uh, it doesn't. Why? 
We are all imperfect. All of us. Luckily, we have the ultimate Savior. We have someone who can set us free, period. We're asking for someone to shut the door that physically can't shut the door. We're asking for counselors, for helpers, for any of that stuff to help open doors, but they're in the same situation as us. And, and I don't want to get, I don't want to be misquoted. I don't want to be misunderstood. Counselors and all those people are good. They're wonderful. Uh, that's my job. Like, 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 I don't know if you can, right? Like, uh, my hope, my job is to come here, preach God's word, all that stuff. But if you're coming to here to listen to Brent, he's got a lot to say about like smoking ribs. And besides that, not much, right? <laughs> like I got, I got a lot of opinions, but things that matter, mm, not so much. Why did we all show up here today? The Bible. <laughs> we all showed up here today. The reason why I could sit here and talk and still learn while I'm talking is because it's not my words, it's not my wisdom, it's not me trying to insert myself and be the savior. It's saying, hey, Jesus. And that's who the, the only person who isn't blind that can help us, that can save us big time, is he, him, right? Uh, uh, that's weakness solution. What's the solutions here? Well, uh, we got to repent and succeed. Repent and succeed. And that's a hard word. What does succeed mean? And I wanted to use a harsher word, but it was too, it was like, ah, I don't know, I don't want to come off wrong. Conquer. Conquer is used a ton throughout these first chapters. Look at it. Find it. Search for it. It's, it happens time and time again. Whoever conquers this, whoever conquers life, whoever conquers earth, will, will be put into the name or added to or done all this stuff. What is succeeding? What does conquering look like? Well, think about this series. How do you conquer a life where you're blind and, and everyone in your life is blind and no one knows what to do and the only hope you have is getting money before you die? What, what does conquering look like? Surrendering. Last week. Starts there, folks. Always. Always. It does not matter if you're four or 444 surrender we have this we have this like old school brave heart we will never surrender attitude and it's terrible it's the worst thing that we could possibly do and it is absolutely wrong surrendering is what everyone does every single person on this planet surrenders to something or someone doesn't matter if they believe it, doesn't matter if they accept it, doesn't matter if they understand it. They surrender to something. All I'm saying is, hey, maybe surrender to Jesus. And when you do, I know because I've been doing this long enough, I know who God is. 
going to become evident. Surrendering to a rock, money, a statue, your life's not going to change. Surrendering to a date or a a time, a a person who's going to fail, your life's not going to change. Surrendering to... That's life change. When, when, when you, if I can get a little revelation, when you leave the synagogue of Satan and join the synagogue of God, whew, lives change. Stuff's happen. Stuff moves. And that starts with surrendering. Then it moves into enduring. I tell students this sometimes. A lot of times at summer camp, because summer camp, winter camp, classic time where lives are changed, stuff happens. And I tell them every single time, I say, great, you came to Christ, absolutely wonderful. It's absolutely perfect. I am so proud of you. Guess what? Life's about to get hard. <laughs> you, you struggle, and I say this jo- uh, jokingly or whatever, you know, like you struggle with alcohol, you're going to go home, tell your parents you fell in love with Christ, and they're going to give you the keys to the alcohol cabinet, right? L- life is going to get so much harder in so many ways, and it is absolutely worth it. And, it. and in the same way, confusing time, but I know you guys probably get it, in the same way how it's getting harder, it's getting easier, Because as you've spent your entire life depending on you, now you're depending on someone who's dependable. And it doesn't matter if you you spent your whole life, 80 years, 90 years, whatever, being dependable, people fail. We fail. It's in our nature. We are going to mess up. We're going to be wrong. Trials come. Pain happens. Terrible, terrible things happen. People we love are lost way too early. We know this now than more than ever, it seems like. Endure. Times are hard. Endure. Trials are coming. Endure. Sin that I've been struggling with my entire life, endure. Why? Christ has endured. Remember the cross. You could sit there and we could think about all the negative things that are happening in our life and you could think about all the terrible things that are happening in the world. What's that going to do with your attitude? 24-7, you wake up, you, you turn on your phone, you look at it, and you got that feed <laughs> of all the bad things, because it's always bad, of course, right? What's that going to do to your health, mental, physical? It's gonna, what's that going to do with your relationship with Christ? And you honestly believe that Christ is in control, but every, everything you hear is negative. Flip it. What's that going to do when you hear those negative articles, but you know God's in control? What's that going to do when you hear those negative comments, those negative emails, texts, whatever they may be, conversations, uh, you know, fill in the blank. 
but you know God's got a plan. What's that going to do when all your plans are failing, all the, all, all, everything you've worked for is crumbling, and you're on plan like ZZZY, because you had to like add to the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you've gone through the alphabet a couple times. But you know, you know what? God got me this far, and I have, I've given up on five-year plans because I'm not God. <laughs> Luckily, he is. Endure. But you've been doing it for a while. And you've endured for too long. And you've, you've sat in too, uh, one too many sermons about being hot or cold or tea or whatever. And, and you've read, read too many books. And, and, and you were focusing on the wrong stuff. What does conquering look like? Rediscovering your first love. What if... You didn't worry about hot, cold, new Jerusalem, old Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, tabernacles, lights, stars. All we worried about, all we thought about, everything we thought about in 2022 is God is love. Boiled everything down to one statement. What's your life look like? What does our church look like? Are we lukewarm anymore? Are we doing things? Christianity, it can be very complicated. Uh, I have a master's and I have not even dipped my toe (laughs) into all the things that the Bible has to offer. Not even the dip. It's, it's one of those things that the more you learn, the more you learn that you don't know, right? Like you, you're like, yeah, I'm like set, you know, I've been going to church all my life. And then you go take one seminary class and you're like, (gasps) and you find out about people who don't even believe in God, but they memorize the new Testament. Right. And you're like sitting in, in like the original language, something that they don't even say. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, oh man, oh man. That'd be so scary, off-putting. You sit there and you say, I can't do this thing anymore. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. God, I need to take like a class. What's your, you know, what do I do? Help me. I need like 30 years in the wilderness just to study. This series is confusing. It drives you, complication, complexity drives you to lukewarmness. I can't do it. I'm not, I can't choose. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. I'm not, I'm not I, I just leave me out of it. Simple drives you to choice. God is love. Should we go to Mexico? Yeah. Why not? Of course. God's love. We should. God is love. Should, should I talk to my coworker about him? Yeah. Why would I be ashamed of him? Why, why, why would I be burdening my coworker with, with God is love? It's simple, of course. Make it simple. Don't make it complicated. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I'm telling you, I'm giving you the freedom to not worry about New Jerusalem. I'm saying, worry about God is love. One thing, right? Secondly, oh, uh, that's what success, succeed looks like, right? This idea of succeed is through the Bible. 
Uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, near the very beginning, he says, Now the Lord said to Abram, uh, go from your country and your kindred, uh, kindred and your father's house and the, to the land that I will show you. And I will make to, of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you may be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all my families on the earth shall be a blessing. Live that. What if we left here and honestly, truly believe that God is going to bless us? What if we left here today believing absolutely that God is love and he's going to bless us so that we can bless other people? Are we fighting with people? Not really, because guess what? If they curse us, if they dishonor us, God's got it. I don't have to make these fights anymore. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to debate online about this, that, and the other thing. I'm not worried about all these conversations, all these debates about things that don't matter. Guess why? I've made it easy. I'm worried about one thing. God is love. Simple. Flash forward, keep going. Middle, middle of the Bible, pretty close to the middle of the Bible. Isaiah 45, 14. Thus says the Lord, the wealth of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush and the Sabians, men of statue, shall come over to you and be yours. These great powers are going to you. They will plead with you, saying, surely God is in you, and there is no other, no gods besides him. We live a life of blessing. We live a life that truly, honestly believes that God loves he is love and he's going to bless us so that we could bless other people. It's not for us folks. It, it's not so we can make greatness out of ourselves. Why? What is it for then? They will plead with you saying, surely God is in you and there is no other. No gods besides him. So much of the time, and, and it's true, I mean, you know, we, we focus that God gets our attention through punishment and trials. God gives us, gets our attention through, through pain and hardship, right? One of, the, one of the things we always like to pray is that, like, we see God through this trial or tribulation. Absolutely wonderful. We gotta forget. We can't forget, guys, that God is love. God is blessing us constantly, and maybe, just maybe, He's using that blessing to get our attention. Yeah, you love me. You're following me. Here's a raise. No, God and money. No, that can't. No, it's hard work and just. What, what if you're really honestly trying to lose weight and God's allowing simple, dumb things that we, have, we think God has nothing to do with it? God has everything to do with it. He designed your body to respond to certain things that you do or do not do to be healthy. In fact, dare I say he had more to do with it than you but I woke up every day and I did my walk. I took little Scruffy out on his walk, but I did this and I lost this. Yeah. Why does that work? 
Why does going on a walk equate losing weight? There's a creator who said so. Why are good habits sleeping? Why does that matter? Why does our brain shut off for eight hours and that's good for us? And we say, wow, look at, I'm having a great day because I went to bed and I, I slept. Yeah. Thank God he said, yeah, you got to turn off for a while. You're a little overhyped. You drank too much coffee and now you're all worried. We're going to shut you down for a little bit. You know, when, you, when, a, when a machine doesn't work, I either call Steve and I say, just turn it off, turn it back on, right? The two, two things I do. There's nothing else I do, right? That's what God's doing to us, folks. Say, turn them off, turn them back on. We'll try, yeah. The creator has said so. Lastly, fast forward new, new, uh, in the New Testament, Romans 8, 36 through 39. As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarding as sheep to be slaughtered. This mentality that we're going to go out there and people are going to hate us. We're going to love them and they will hate us. This is a very easy, normal thing for Christians to believe. That everything's, the world is against them. Everything is wrong. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, including whatever we got going on, and that's going to hit us as soon as we leave the door, none of those things will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It doesn't matter. Face hard times. Great. Face the toughest moments of your life. Yeah. Struggle. Endure. Knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God is there. No matter how many doors your boss tries to shut, he's already opened it. He's, he's sitting at the one that he wants you to go through. No matter how many times you're punching and pounding at the door you want to go through, he's closed it. No matter how any one of these things, and if I could be honest, us tries to get in the way of our relationship with God, doesn't matter. Nothing is going to separate us from God's love. I had to do it. We've, we've gone through the churches. We did them all. There's one more church. It's a very special one. You look at your pages. RBC's Strengths, Weaknesses, and Solution. This is your job. Fill in the blank. What is uh, now, anytime, you're probably not going to be able to get to it in the next 30 seconds, but if you know, you, if the, if, if you know that if you're like me and the, if you don't do it in the next 30 seconds, you're not going to do it, do it in the next 30 seconds, right? Strengths, weaknesses, solution. 
you're online, do it. Stop doing your dishes or whatever. Yeah, I know you are, right? <laughs> right? I, stop. Just focus 30 seconds. RBC, strengths, weaknesses, solution. Fill it out. As you do that, I'm going to read this, this final verse. Joshua 24, 14 through 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in secrecy. Sincerity, sorry, and, and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of the fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And this is the verse that if you've gone to any men's thing ever, you've heard this verse. I don't care if it's a bacon fest or a, you know, a week-long retreat, right? You've heard this one. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, that paper, that is your 2022. It's not Scott's 2022. It's not my 2022. It's yours. Because as much as we like to talk about this, sometimes we forget. Remember how in Revelation, we've been talking about these churches. How many times were the head pastor brought up? The elders. Other pastors, staff, children's ministry. It's people like us. Rock Bible Church, as much as it's led by Jesus and Scott and all those things, the nature, the atmosphere, who we are, what we do, happens here. And as easy as it is to say that Scott needs to be better with email, and I trust me, I've told him, and he gets it and he doesn't care, right? <laughs> and that's the only week, that, right? He does all this, right? As much as easy as, easy as we want to blame someone else, we have to say how. This is Rock Bible strengths. They're really good with casual and they're really good with community and all the compelling and their biblical base and all this, right? And as much as it's easy to say, you know what, I, I've brought, I've said those things and here are the weaknesses and I'm going to tell somebody. As much as we want to do that, I want to encourage all of us to say, it starts with us. We want to be more community-based. How does it start on a Sunday morning where we're getting donuts and we don't talk to somebody, or we do talk to somebody. We want to be more compelling. We want to love more. We want to do more. We want to... How does that start? It starts with us. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this series in Revelation that um, through the ups, the downs, through, through confusion and clarity and, and all the things that we have to fight through to, to understand. or we, Sometimes we just need a reminder that this message is simple. That God loves us, period. <laughs> now we got to do something about it. That there's no like dollar on the end of a chain or that there's no like hook and you know it doesn't it's not about that god is love 
I just pray that we can always, always remember that. And, and I pray that we never, ever forget who you are, God. You are a God of clarity and of order. You're not a God of chaos. Things don't just happen for no reason. You've said before any of this has happened that it will be so. I pray that, that as we evaluate ourselves, as we evaluate the church, that we could take ownership, that we could say how with what I got, with the, the, with the little power I have, <laughs> with whatever I got, with the whatever money or time or energy or whatever it is, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to serve him. And I don't understand it necessarily, but I don't need to understand it. I don't get it, but I don't need to get it. And I pray that everyone sees 2022 like this is the year. This, this could be the best year for Rock Bible. This could be the best year for me, for my spouse, for my kid, for wh- whoever it may be. They see that. They take a real self-evaluation of who they are, what they got going on in their lives. And they surrender it. And they say, I can't do this. And, and it hasn't worked when I've tried to do this. And 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 even though I rely on my own power, things aren't working. I'm giving it 100% of everything I have and it's not working. They surrender. And that, that they continue to surrender. And when times are hard, they endure what life's got to throw at them. That at the end of the day, the end of the life, you could look at us and say, well done. Good and faithful servant, you've endured. You, that we could be spoken of like some of these churches, that, that through all of the pain, through all the suffering, that you've stayed close to my name, that you've held my word. That we look at scripture as that, that highest authority, the highest value that we can have. That we hold on to that and not pettiness. We not hold on to our blindness or our nakedness, our deafness or anything else, God. That we could surrender it to you and we could endure. And that we could just rediscover that first love. That even before we were alive, (laughs) eons before we were even, (laughs) that you loved us. That you knew what, what, what our life was all about that we're here on purpose. I pray that we follow that purpose, God. Pray for this offering, God, that it is pleasing to you. Once again, that, that, that little power, whatever littleness that we have, that we can surrender to you, God. And I pray that if anyone's new or guests here, God, that they feel no obligation to give, but they simply acknowledge what we do as a church family, Lord. Amen.